the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. And God bless, God bless each of you, our listeners, here on WSFI 88.5. I'm your host for the program today, Father Michael Sparrow from the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. And today, I'd like to invite you to reflect on the people in your life that you pray for who are sick and in need of healing. So often we talk and we're praying about God's healing grace for others, but I'd like to focus this program on the caregivers, those who take care of the sick, and what we might do to more effectively minister to those entrusted to our care. Let me begin with a familiar story from Luke chapter 24. Now that very day, two of the disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And as they were conversing about all the things that had occurred, it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, said to them in reply, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who doesn't know of the things that have taken place in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to set Israel free. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astonished us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who announced he was alive. Then some of those of us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke! Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. That familiar story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus is, I think, an archetype and an important teaching story for us to minister to those in need. Let's take a look at it just a little more deeply. So the two disciples are deeply discouraged because their hopes had been dashed. They had perhaps seen Jesus walk on water. 
Perhaps they'd seen him multiply loaves and fishes. Perhaps they'd even seen Jesus call forth Lazarus from the tomb. I'm sure that they'd seen Jesus perform many healing miracles. They knew his power, but their hopes were dashed when they saw him nailed to the cross. In other words, they had a certain sense of expectations as to how the Lord would manifest his power and set Israel free. Certainly, we could expect that they were hoping that Jesus would kick out the Romans and issue a new and independent state, bring back the glory of Solomon. But Jesus was crucified. Their hopes were dashed. So often when people experience sickness, and all of us know this in our own lives, don't we? That when we're sick, we feel tired, we feel miserable, we feel cranky, and it's hard to believe in God's love and mercy. And what does Jesus do? He walks along with them, and he draws them out to tell their story. A fundamental need that we all have is to be heard. Or as one friend of mine put it, put it, <laughs> what you need is a good listening to. <laughs> I like that way of putting it. We all need to have our life experience validated and listened. And so the first responsibility of a caregiver is to listen to the heartache, listen to the story, listen to the pain, Listen to the frustration of the one we're attending to. And we need to do that in a way that we wrap ourselves in love. Because frequently when people are sick, they get very cranky, they get irritable, little things bother them, they blow off the handle, they get angry at the people they love the most. I know that firsthand in watching my dad suffer from cancer for 12 years to watch that disease slowly eat away at his health and strip away this once strong man. He lost the ability to be able to walk. He had to walk with a cane and then with a walker and then he was confined to a wheelchair. He lost the ability to be able to control first his bladder and then his bowels. He even lost the ability to be able to feed himself and eventually he couldn't even speak. My dad did not accept that sickness easily. He got angry, cantankerous, and very argumentative. And who did he take his anger out mostly, on mostly? My mom. My mom who there was there day in and day out to care for him. I used to get so angry at my dad when I watched my mom patiently minister to him. And I felt it was so unfair. And I kept butting in and saying, look, Dad, can't you understand? Mom is only trying to help you. Why don't you just shut up and listen to her? Stop arguing. Stop complaining. And then, of course, he would turn his anger on me, and then these two bulls within the Sparrow family would lock horns only to the great dismay of my mom. One time when I felt that my dad was being particularly abusive to my mom, I really let him have it. 
I blasted him and it shut him up. And then my mom turned to me in private, not in front of my dad, and she let me have it. She said, Michael, for all of your training, for all of your theological expertise, for all of your counseling background, can't you understand that he has everything he's worked for being stripped away? He doesn't mean it. He's frightened. He's hurt. He doesn't know what's coming next. Can't you be compassionate and understanding? That was a lesson I'll never forget. Or as one counselor that I worked with expressed it, for those of us who minister to the sick, we need to put on an emotional raincoat so that whatever abuse or nasty words or rejection come as we attempt to minister to family members, to friends, or to strangers in hospitals or nursing homes, that we don't take it personally, that we're protected in the love of the Lord. My mom knew that in the far, and, and to the best of her ability, she tried to teach that to me, and I've tried to remember that lesson ever since. So that when we go in to minister to those who are sick, we need to protect ourselves in prayer. We need to imagine ourselves surrounded by the grace of God, by the Lord's Holy Spirit. And from that place, like Jesus, we can draw them out to tell their story, to hear them. Notice the disciples on the road to Emmaus begged Jesus then to come in and to sit down and to share a meal with them because Jesus had connected their story to the great story of the scripture. We want to look for windows of opportunity, and there they will come. Windows of opportunity when the sick have poured out their hearts and they've said what they've needed to say, and then they're willing and ready to listen. That's our opportunity to say, the suffering that you're going through is mirrored in the person of Jesus. Or as the letter to the Hebrews puts it, we have a great high priest in Jesus who knows what you're going through because he's gone through it himself. Bring your cares, bring your heartache, bring your suffering to Jesus and let him strengthen you. When the disciples experienced Jesus breaking bread, their eyes were opened and they recognized him present. That's the tremendous comfort that our sacraments can bring to us. To be a minister of Holy Communion or to invite a priest in to bring the anointing of the sick or to invite a priest in to come and allow them to confess their sin and to receive that sacrament of the Lord's healing mercy. What balm for the soul. That healing grace of the sacraments, of Holy Eucharist, of the anointing of the sick, of the forgiveness of sin, that is worth so much more than any medicine or any pill that our beloved sick can receive.
My mom encouraged my dad day, day in and day out. She encouraged him to reach out to others who were sick as well. And even in the midst of my dad's cancer journey, he himself became a minister of care. My friends, as you listen to this program, I'm sure many of our listeners are dealing with many physical and emotional struggles and deep heartache and pain. I'd encourage you to reach out to others, not just to minister to yourself, because there's always someone out there who is just as sick or not sicker than us, and we can use our experience to minister to them in our hour of need. And then we in turn become the ones who are helped. We in turn become ministers to the sick and that lifts up our spirits and gives us the strength we need. Here at WSFI, a regular part of our program is caring for those who are sick, and we'd invite you on a regular basis to send your prayer requests to prayers at wsficatholicradio.org. We're going to take a little break now, and we'll be right back to pray for those needs. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I am Bishop Don Hying from the Diocese of Gary, Indiana. Catholic Radio has a remarkable reach into the minds and hearts of all sorts of people who may not be going to church, who may not have any other connection to learning about the faith. I know so many people have grown in the Catholic faith because they listen to Catholic Radio. 
WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Healing the whole person. I'm your host, Father Michael Sparrow from the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. And I'd encourage you to consider visiting me and our other staff out there at the Retreat House to refresh your soul. What a great way to enter into the Lord's healing grace by taking some time apart with the Lord. In the second half of our program, uh, we always answer your prayer requests uh, with prayer. And we have several here today. I'm going to read those, and in future programs, if you'd email those prayer requests to us at prayers at wsficatholicradio.org. We save those up throughout the week, and then we pray for them as a regular feature on this program. Uh, Let me just tell you all of these different uh, prayer requests that have come in this week, and then I'm going to offer a prayer. Uh, Joseph has asked us to pray that his home will not be condemned by the city. for he fears that he will have to go homeless. Uh, We have another prayer request here of a prayer for our nation, uh, which uh, is a very beautiful prayer for many different aspects of our country. And I'm going to lift that up much as it's written in just a few moments. Val has asked that we would pray for his employment situation that he might be able to land a right job with the right pay. Right now he feels drained and frustrated after looking for work for the last six years. We received a prayer request from Todd. He would like us to pray for his wife uh, and, the, and the tension that is in their relationship right now and their pending divorce. He's asked that we pray that the Holy Spirit would open up their eyes and bring truth into their relationship. We have a request to pray for Marlene, and who is experiencing uh, cancer that is causing deterioration in her hips. We want to continue to pray for a former host of this program, Father John Grigas, at Marytown, a beloved Franciscan priest who is suffering from serious cancer. We lift up in prayer Tan O'Connor, who's also quite ill. We want to pray for a co-host of the program here and uh, one of our producers here at WSFI, Joan, who's suffering from arthritis, arthritis and back problems and is having trouble walking. We want to continue to lift up her husband, Tom. And we pray for Jessica uh, to pray for strength. Uh, Her husband has left her, and she's asked that we remember her. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, 
We thank you for your healing love. We thank you for this program where we're able publicly and on these airwaves and over the internet to lift up our faith in you as our healing, loving Lord. Jesus, we bring these requests to you. You know the heartache, you know the pain, you know the struggles of these good people and of all of our listeners. And we beg you, Jesus, to focus your mercy now and to give them the healing that they need to continue on their journeys with their eyes fixed on you. For all of us, Lord, our disciples on the road to Emmaus, all of us experience struggling and heartache and disappointments in our lives. Our expectations are not fulfilled. For as the psalmist said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are your ways above our ways. Lord, give us that grace to trust in your mercy and believe in your love, not to give in to discouragement. Protect us from fear. Give us the strength when we endure emotional, physical, and spiritual pain to allow your grace to transform us, that we may become stronger, that we may become more disciplined in our prayer, that we may become more faithful in our exercise of virtue. In a word, Jesus, that we may become more like you. We pray for Joseph and for his home. We pray for great wisdom and compassion to be given to the city officials that they would look with mercy upon him in his hour of need. We pray for Val and for his employment situation. We pray especially through the intercession of St. Joseph, the patron saint of workers, that Val might be led to a job where he can exercise his talents and the gifts that you have given him for the glory of your name, for the good of his people. We lift up Todd and his wife Sadie, Sadie and their impending divorce. Lord, have mercy. Shed, shed your healing grace and bring your healing love into that relationship, O oh Lord. We pray for Jessica and for her husband who has left her. Jesus, restore what has been broken and lost. And if Lord, that relationship cannot be restored, then give them the grace to continue to believe in your mercy and not to give in to discouragement. We pray for Marlene, for Father Gregus, for Tan, for Joan, for Tom, for all those suffering tremendous pain. Be with them, O oh Lord. Finally, Jesus, we ask that you would shed your grace upon our country, that you would protect us from all those with evil intent, from all those who would do violence, from all those who would stir up wars, all those who would plot violence, all those who perpetrate violence even in the name of God. Wherever violence, wherever hatred thrives, Lord Jesus, send your spirit of peace. Protect this nation in this time of transition. We pray for President-elect Trump and for the members of his administration. We pray for the newly elected members of Congress. We pray for our state officials, for our city officials. Bless them, Lord, with the spirit of 
compassion, with the spirit of wisdom, with all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that they may govern wisely, that they may truly seek the common good, that they may be guided by your holy hand. We pray this through the intercession of our Mother Mary and all the holy angels and saints, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the first half of the program, I was talking about some of the things I've learned in ministering to the sick in the many years of my serving as a priest, and especially in the suffering that's come into my own life by watching my father die and my, uh, from cancer and my, my mother from her own sickness. Uh, my dad, as I said, went into death kicking and screaming every inch of the way. It was very different with my mom. I think she had learned a thing or two from watching my dad and when her health began to deteriorate from a debilitating arthritis and then from shingles and then from uh, troubles with her breathing with, em uh, with uh, serious uh, problems with her lungs and then eventually with problems with her heart. My mom learned the grace of surrender. And f for our listeners, for those who are suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually, we encourage you to pray for that gift of being able to surrender to God's will. The devil wants us to be filled with discouragement. The Holy Spirit wants to lift us up and encourage us, encourage us, encourage us. Sometimes the Lord will physically heal us. Never stop praying for physical healing. And sometimes that healing comes only gradually after many years of prayer. Never stop asking the Lord to heal you physically, emotionally, spiritually. But come with an open heart. Come with a trusting heart, knowing that God has the big picture and he knows what we need. Surrender to his holy will. The Lord chose not to heal my mom. Eventually, her heart problems got the best of her, and then a, 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 an infection ravaged her body, and she died in the end rather quickly. But my mom died with great peace in her heart. She was an inspiration to be with. And when she died, I had this tremendous sense of peace that she was with the Lord, that she had accomplished in this life what she needed to learn. My friends, the ultimate healing is deep union with Jesus in heaven. Let us never forget that that's the goal. <laughs> We're never going to be completely healed in this life. And any physical healing that the Lord grants us is only temporary. You've heard me say many times in the show, everybody that Jesus physically healed got sick again, including Lazarus, whom he brought forth from the dead. Lazarus eventually got sick and died again. There's no total healing in this life. The total healing comes only when we are fully united with Jesus 
in heaven. In that sense, death can become our friend. The late Cardinal Archbishop of Chicago, Cardinal Bernadine, learned that in his cancer journey. He was afraid of cancer because the cancer had taken his dad's life when he was a young man, and he was tremendously fearful of getting cancer. But Father Henry Nouwen, the great Catholic author, spoke to Cardinal Bernadine and said, Cardinal, you need to believe that death is not your enemy, but your friend, because it's going to bring you what you have sought your whole life, deep union with Jesus. Henry Nouwen, Father Henry Nouwen, the great author, ministered to Cardinal Bernadine in his fear of cancer and his fear of death. Cardinal Bernadine took those words in, prayed about it, and made them his own. And so, shortly after he died, he appeared on the cover of Newsweek magazine with the inscription, Teaching Us How to Die. And in that interview, which had been given before Cardinal Bernadine died, he said, Death is my friend. If we can learn to trust that the Lord loves us and is giving us exactly what we need to grow in deep union with Him. For all healing prayer, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual, is directed toward that end, deep union with Jesus. That's what we're here to learn. As St. Augustine put it so long ago, our hearts are restless and they will not rest until they rest in you. There are those who have been healed of their sickness, and there are those who allowed the sickness to draw them closer to the Lord. May Almighty God bless you in sickness and in health, in every phase of your journey. May you know the healing power of His love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Healing the Whole Person. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.